again for the next one. I didn't have time. <laughs> That's fine. But That's I will. Fine. I will do it. I will right. do it the next one. All right. So we're live, we'll brother. Do, the next one. do it. Roll it. We're live. What's up? Welcome to Bounty Board. Uh, sorry that we're a little bit late. We're bad at being punctual, but I promise we'll get better. Uh, <laughs> if you were with us last week, you know that last week we talked about monetization in games and had a good conversation about it. This time, what are we talking about, Eric? Uh, this time we are talking about something near and dear to my heart, Battle Royale. <laughs> hey, it's even on the bottom of the stream. Uh-huh. And if you didn't know, if you didn't know, I'm Caleb Sawyer, uh, at LoveWub. And Eric, what's your... Uh, What's what's your name? Hybrid Glass. Ooh, House boy. of Glass. It's right down those here. You, it's right down those here. You watching already know. Yeah, exactly. At Hybrid Glass All everywhere right. you can find me. At Hybrid Glass everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere it's important. Let's yeah, be honest. Not exactly. the phone book, but that's not important. Yep. Who uses phone books anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I keep getting one delivered for some damn reason. I was about to ask, did they still deliver those? Because that seems like a tremendous waste of paper. Texas um oh yeah text just so you know i have my iphone light facing my face because i don't have any camera i don't have any light on the the computer side of my on my face you look good man i like it if it it goes out if it goes out i'm sorry i like it um but yeah welcome to bounty board again this time we have another topic and we we actually kind of ended with a question that would lead into this, but we'll get back to that. But mm-hmm. for first, for first things, for starting, we have some news. And did you want to read any of the news things? Or do you want me to just dive through them? No, just dive right in, man. Let's. Uh... All right. Sweet, Go sweet. So it. the first one's a little bit, a little bit dated. Uh, not dated, but the the topic is a little dated. There's actually a, a Mass Effect developer who spoke to someone recently about. And the headline is the Mass Effect Andromeda disaster. Um, And I thought this was interesting. This is via Garth Franklin at darkhorizons.com. Bioware and an executive producer on Anthem has spoken about the failure of Andromeda on Twitter and discussed its fizzled launch, which only worsened by coming out against incredibly tough competition. Right. This is something that I didn't think about. But he said, I'm going to regret this in half an hour, but let's talk, did Mass Effect Andromeda get a fair shake? First off, the question was not, is Mass Effect Andromeda secretly a great game and did mean Nintendo make us fail? Mass Effect Andromeda was deeply flawed, especially at launch, but the review environment was crowded. Near Automata, game Mm -hmm. of the year quality. Neo, which, eh, Neo, whatever. Horizon Zero Dawn, game of the year quality. And The Legend of Zelda, uh, game of the year quality all launched in Andromeda's window. Mm-hmm. Each does something better than Mass Effect Andromeda, again, a flawed game. And as a result, even systems that are pretty decent get scrutinized against superiorly, superiorly implemented ones. Mm-hmm. Does launching in a different window turn a 72 into a 90? Certainly not. But a 72 into a 77 or 78? Maybe. That's interesting, because I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, we see this every fall, right? It gets super crowded, right? I mean, you look at I mean, this, I mean, even going back to our E3 podcast, you know, a couple weeks ago, about a month ago now, you have, uh, and you've got everything that's coming out this fall and it's so crowded, but you would like to think that there's objective, some objectivity in the reviewers on, you know, do they get there, but there's just not enough warm bodies in seats, right? It's a personnel problem. It's, there's reviewers that I trust that only have so much time to review so many games and then outside of that it goes uh it just goes by the wayside do i think andromeda like uh i think the article said does it come out 
in a different release window, it sells a few more units. It doesn't change. Um, it does not yeah. change uh, and, and, the review score at all. No, it doesn't change that it was flawed. Yeah, but I think it may have impacted the review score a little bit. Maybe not on a ten point scale, but on a hundred point scale. Um, like you said, all these guys are 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 literally underwater in games that they're playing, yep. and uh, if they didn't just come away from Near or didn't just come away from Horizon or didn't just come away from Legend of Zelda, you see flaws differently, right? If you go watch, um, if you go watch a Daniel Day Lewis movie, and then you go watch a straight to DVD Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, you're gonna think the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is worse. Um, <laughs> whether fair, or not that's, that movie that's not is a fair good, comparison, Schwarzenegger not, versus Lewis. Come on. <laughs> but but whether or not a Schwarzenegger's movie is good, right, is not the debate. Whether or not it looked worse because it was surrounded by great, right, is. A relatively fair assessment. True. <laughs> Schwarzenegger and, and Daniel Day Lewis are never in the same sentence. No. That, uh, yeah, that was a, I use it. That was an odd pairing when it comes to uh, hey, <laughs> actors. You know, I gotta try. I gotta but no, try. I agree. It's but again, I think on the hundred point scale, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, right? On the hundred point scale, right. you're looking right. at you're looking at a factor of five. You're not looking at yep. a huge shift. Um, sure. Four the, or five points. Not the story, the story in that game, while it had its moments, was flawed. Uh, the systems, I think, were flawed, um, and it. I also think, unfortunately, internally, it was shadowed by Anthem, one hundred percent. Yeah, we, we knew got what, Anthem, we knew yeah. what was coming. Yeah, we got Anthem coming. Everybody's looking forward to that. Everybody knows there's another Dragon Age, and I think the Mass Effect series uh is still reeling from the ending of the trilogy the original shepherd trilogy sure uh, yeah. a little bit um in the way that the third one ended but anyway that's a we could make a whole different we podcast could. about that we could yeah that game had to in my opinion last words that game had to fail so that the next one would be looked at differently right. Mm-hmm. If it had been perfect, they would have never made another Mass Effect again. Right. And with this game being kind of bad, not even bad, just kind of bad, it means the next time they come back to it, we're going to go in with a lower bar. And when they do something good, which I'm sure they will with, with Casey Hudson back, we're going to be even more impressed by it. Yeah. Uh, but that's just my thoughts. Yeah. Um, the second one, Ubisoft is finished with finite experiences. This is via Jeff Grubb over at VentureBeat. I saw that. Um, this is interesting. Um, so this is with a uh, developer over at Ubisoft. His name is, it's Ubisoft's vice president. His name is Lionel Reynaud, um, which is probably Lionel Reynaud, but you know, I'm not French Canadian. Um, he, <laughs> this guy, it says he explained how the company wants to give players lots of smaller stories instead of one contained narrative that you finish and then forget. Right. And in his words, he said, what drove this is the will to not give finite experiences. The idea that you have this conflict and the resolution and then it's finished. You've killed the bad guy, for instance. We build a strong nemesis and the goal of the game is to kill him or free the country. We've done that a few times in our games. But when you succeed, you have to leave the game because there's nothing else to do. So the goal was to break this. <laughs> the division. <instead> of... <laughs> oh, sorry. Something in my throat right there. Yeah, anyway go on i didn't mean to break your line of thought there <laughs> you're fine he says so the goal was to break this and say that you will be the hero of a region or population many times not just once and if you get rid of a dictator or an oppressor something else is going to happen in the world and you will have a new goal um 
I'm super excited about this because I don't know if you remember very well playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, mm-hmm. but there were echoes of an idea like this when they talked about the assassin contracts. Yep. And I thought it was going to be a procedurally generated constant stream of stuff to do so that even after you beat the game, you always had contracts. It didn't turn out to be that exactly, but it seems like that ground, that framework was getting built. No. And I, um, I, th- I think the Ubisoft is poised. I think of all the publishers in the most unique position in having all of their franchises be able to all of a sudden become one living, breathing world. And when I say all of them, I mean it's not too it's not too far a leap to go from we already know that we already know that Watchdogs and Assassin's Creed are in the same universe. It's already yeah. already confirmed, which is super hot. It's not yes. that hard to take special forces soldiers green uh uh what am I, uh damn it <laughs> special forces <laughs> soldiers ghost recon i was gonna say green berets um ghost recon <laughs> and drop them into that setting that scenario those worlds right it's not that yeah. hard to put sam fisher tracking either abstergo agents or sam fisher in a story where he's looking for uh, Aiden uh, from Watch Dogs, uh, yep. and then all of a sudden they become, you know, you know, it's a, it's a it's a buddy cop drama, uh, or or a story or a story. They've already tied Aiden, like Aiden Pierce took out a right. lead developer at the Ubisoft equivalent of Abstergo, right? In in Assassin's Creed, he was yep. in Assassin's Creed Origins. There's a picture of uh, yeah, shooting, Aiden Pierce killing shooting a dude guy. on the bridge. Yeah shooting a dude on the bridge those universes are tied and mm-hmm. for aiden to be an assassin sometime soon is not entirely out of the question yep. i didn't like his character a ton but i'll do i'll deal with it again if they give it another shot no i think i but i think that was uh his character ended up being the uh, pen you know the penultimate uh ubisoft um first series in a uh, first first in an ip right it was a uh, great concept yeah, yeah, great yeah. ideas cool things and then the second one blew it out of the water uh sure sure which i think is interesting but yeah. i think ultimately i think this is where and we i, I was talking to somebody at work uh before a, the client got on the other day for a meeting and they asked the question like where do you see like literally it just came out and said where do you see video games in five to ten years and as much as i would like to say that we're going to see solid single player experiences right um because we're always going to see them we've got a whole bunch coming out but it is going to be uh i would say that we're five to ten years and our buddy odin that we play with would agree with me um we are five to ten years from the oasis opening um (laughs) and that becoming a reality uh and if you don't know that reference uh, go pick up a copy of Ready Player One. Do not watch the movie first. Go read the book first. Take it from somebody who's seen both, yes, uh, read yes. and then seen. Read you have the to book see first. Things to read them. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's where I Ubi, I took Ubisoft as I read that article. Those things is very poignant. Is they are poisoning themselves to become this always on universe of characters where you jump between games uh, and what you want to do by just simply going to the title screen and choosing who you log in as. 
Yeah, and I think, and this is truly an entire conversation. Again, in a second news piece, an entire conversation for another topic, for another night, for another day. I think this might be the solution for single player games. Mm-hmm. Like, if live service games are taking over multiplayer, why not create a single player experience that adapts as you play? There's been a lot of games that have added DLC, but what if they got rid of DLC, gave you some stuff to buy to make you look cool, and uh, instead created a, a game that uh, when the first DLC comes out, it completely changes the, the end game of a single player well, experience I mean, and then further changes the, the world that you're in so that there's always more to do. Look at, uh, and not to take it back to last week's topic, but look at uh, Fortnite. They just yeah. launched a rocket. Everybody yeah. logged in. There was What if something like that happened in an open world where you were just right. like doing side quests and you're like, holy shit, wait. Oh, rocket's launching. You know what I well, mean? Like, yeah. what if the world did shit? Yeah, that, not that, exactly. That makes same, me. Uh, that makes me. That makes me think about um, what's going to happen in Fallout seventy six when it comes out this fall, right? It's, yeah, when you're actually working on shit and you see a rocket coming, you're like, it's fuck. Like, oh, somebody. Oh, those fourteen year olds that were trolling me earlier find found the nuke. Damn they it! Know, and and they know where I am. Damn shit. it! Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a what's this sort of real dot? fear. <laughs> Wait, why do, why do I have a red dot on my forehead? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, third news piece. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, Future War Cult finally won faction rally. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds super uninvolved compared to all the other news. I just had to point it out because Weird. I've been Future War Cult faithful. Yes. And we finally won. It's been a full year. Almost? What is it? It's July, and the game came out in September. It's been ten fucking months. I would have. We finally I, won. I would have thought uh, after today, I would have seen an FWC in the side of your head. Um. Oh man, it's uh, <laughs> it's planned. It's planned. <laughs> hmm. I've made the phone calls necessary. Quick, quick point, real quick. Happy anniversary. Oh hey, we thanks. Did, we yeah. didn't record yesterday, but happy anniversary to you and uh, your lovely wife. Thank you so very much. Yeah, make sure we got years. that out there. That's. Three years. She stuck around. It's weird. It's crazy, brother. Yeah, right? It's crazy you guys Three got the waiver and... to get married so young. I know. And, ah! and, they, gave us, and they gave us rights to have a kid. I'm, it's unbelievable. It's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we only get one more. So we'll, <laughs> we'll try. Yikes. Uh, Yikes. It's Ender's Game coming true. Yeah. Took a oh, turn. Man. Yep, it did. Took a dark turn. All right, moving on from the second to last news story to the last one, which leads handily into our story the darwin project is now out on xbox one here's the twist though i'm gonna wave my hands in front of the camera so you see him. here's the twist though darwin project originally came out on game pass mm-hmm. with a price or not game pass sorry game, game preview preview mm-hmm. with a price attached to it it no longer has a price attached to it it is now free to play and what's even more interesting is the people that paid for it they gave a bunch of shit which, they gave you the Founders Edition. Yeah, which is awesome. For all intents and purposes, is the model that PUBG should take immediately. Agreed. <laughs> um, but yeah, Darwin Project's out now. If you guys haven't seen it, it's uh it's kind of cartoony like Fortnite, but less so in that it's a little more realistic. Um, it is also a universe in which the people that are playing are actually in a game. Mm-hmm. So there are 
um, little drones flying around as cameras. And there's someone on the outside of the game that has the ability to impact what's happening in the game. Yep. So you can change the zone. You can cause environmental hazards. You can drop special weapons. You can do things to impact how the game plays have out. Have you played which is it? really cool. I have not. I, yeah. Well, that's not true. I played a little bit of it right when it came out on game preview and it was so broken that I didn't come back to it. So yeah, now still, I'm going to try and see. It's still not, this is one of the few times uh, I will ever say this is that's one of the games that just with the way the mechanics work, um, that's a little bit actually easier to play on PC because the bow, uh, and for those of you who don't know or haven't checked it out, it literally, you get a bow and an ax and that's it. There's no other weapons. There's no, nothing else in the game. There is, um, and I'm still sitting on like 15 lock crates. Yeah, we'll bring that up in a minute, uh, Global. Um, but you get a bow, you get an axe, and you run around. And it puts some interesting twists on Battle Royale in the fact that there is a survival mechanic um, to it in that you're always freezing to death um, yeah. in that aspect. And you have to build fires, which give up your position, and then you can get tracked, and then you can go into a thing. I think the most interesting thing is the director mechanic um yeah that is as everybody's watching and the other cool thing is is right at launch on pc you could download an extension for your stream that allowed people watching your stream to also interact and vote and participate in what the director was doing uh which worked really 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 well um from that so anyway i don't want to spend the whole time on the darwin project because we're getting into battle royale the entirety of the topic yeah, no, you're good. So yeah, it's a the big the biggest difference, other than the things we've already said, is this is also only ten people. Yep. And one of them gets to be the show director. So there's only nine people actually fighting. So it's a lot more condensed. It's a lot less of the stressful, like I don't I don't know if I even, if I would even say less stressful. I think PUBG's and, and Fortnite are the, the most stressful when there's only ten people left. This game is only ever ten people and you're actually forced to do things that expose you. So it's interesting, um, and I want to. I hope it. I hope it does well, and I want to get into it. Um, but I guess transitioning this leads perfectly into my last question that I posed to you. That you so teasingly said you'd answer next week, and that was that I see battle royales as being there being a possibility of three or four tops, triple A big boys that use it and do it well mm-hmm. and get attention and have a community but that for everyone else, I see it as a game mode that becomes inherent in games. And you began to answer it, and you were coy about it, didn't answer it. Um, do, you, do you care to start off conversation with uh, a response to that, that I assertion I made? I do. All right, let's do so, it. So uh, with that said, absolutely, uh, Global, We uh, this will be up on uh, either whenever Caleb gets to it, it'll be up, uh, Caleb posted on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, and all the other services uh, that you may want to find it on. But Stitcher and iTunes are the big ones. Uh, yeah if uh if you get me the audio tonight it'll be up tomorrow morning very good if you you get me the audio tomorrow morning i will get it up saturday morning see see what he did see what he did there put it on me (laughs) i did it's all (laughs) you (laughs) later global thanks for hanging out man um yeah so do i think this becomes a game mode inherent in all games um i don't i think it becomes a game mode for the time being that the big publishers are experimenting with. We've already, we already know dice is doing it. We already know call of duty is doing it. I think sure. dice. I feel 
lend or battle the battlefield games i feel lend themselves to a battle royale mode because you're only when you're playing conquest you're only one step away from it right um, yeah it's the, the scale's already there. yeah the scale is already there you already have the built-in squad mechanic um and now all you're doing is saying okay instead of each team gets a thousand tickets each team and when the, you're eliminated you're eliminated so the the most interesting thing in the that world and we can get into the individual mechanics of the games is um battlefield has the medic class so now all of a sudden it becomes a where now it's like okay my buddy's down right i got yeah. now we got to put cover fire and we just go over and anybody can get him up now it takes a different twist which i think is something that all of the br games right now is missing call oh, of, yeah call put of, down put down the medic and everyone's fucked yeah exactly it's yeah, such an awesome thing there's no more getting your squad up if you're you know so yeah. you you run the inherent risk of i'm a medic and i'm gonna get uh, i'm i'm gonna get targeted it's just like um in a a moba uh when you're doing uh when you're playing smart lane and you push in you take out the healer right you take out the the person that can keep the tank alive um, yeah yeah and and, and everybody else so moving on to the other guys, right? Call of Duty, who is announcing Blackout, uh, is or that's coming with Black Ops Four. That I think is going to be a interesting mashup of a whole bunch of different things. Like I, uh, I can't imagine what a kill streak, an airstrike mm. does to a battle royale game if it's implemented in that way, right? Or all of a sudden you're the guy who yeah. launches the UAV. And you know where everybody on the map is, and there's a high concentration in school. I, I'm just using the PUBG map as an example. I and hate all that sudden, idea so much. And then all of a sudden, you just carpet bomb school, and it goes from 90 people to 10, right? Because you've taken <laughs> out half of the people. I see really cool moments like that. But going back and answering your question, do I think it becomes a expect? Do I think the fans will expect a mode in every game that's a shooter? Yes. But I don't think I think smart developers do not do that, right? Sure, um, yeah. Because they're not every game lends itself. Um, not every game lends itself to it. Uh, not every game has the scale to do it. And if you want to be, uh, if I want to be really honest with you, there was a stream, uh, and I know some of us love him, some of us hate him, but Doctor Disrespect uh, literally said that Call of Duty could not do a battle royale mode. Um, oh, I don't think they can. I still um, don't think they can. <laughs> which was really funny. <clears throat> and then I was watching. Oh God, I'm choking. Uh, I was watching his E3 stream where he when he when they announced or that announcement and where he watched it and was kind of just like, hmm, let's see what happens. And for those of you who don't know, Doctor Disrespect, while he is an entertaining streamer, he actually knows what the fuck he's talking about, right? Sure. Because before yeah. he was Doctor Disrespect, he was a multiplayer level designer for Treyarch. Um, or oh, sledgehammer, or sledgehammer. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't know that. Yeah, he uh, he actually was in the industry for quite some time, developing multiplayer maps for the Call of Duty franchise. So, so he might he might actually know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. So when he goes and talks, he knows what he's talking about in that regard, uh, which is All really right. humorous to watch. But anyway, um, so yeah, do I think uh, succinct answer summing it up for those people who just joined? Do I think? Uh, hey, what's up, Ryan? Um. Do I think that uh, it becomes an expected mode from fans? Absolutely. Do I think smart developers implement it as a game mode? Yes. Do I think everybody can? Absolutely not. Um, no, yeah, sure. I think 
it's a tr- I think I don't want to say it. I think it's a trend um, right now in the way that Fortnite and PUBG have it. I think it is going to become something that gets crafted and honed as an actual experience. I mean, we've got what is it? Isle of Nine, Island of not Isle of Nine or whatever it is going into early launch or early right, release yeah. in seven days. We've got uh, Rings of Elysium or whatever the hell it is, which is the absolute PUBG ripoff coming out of Thailand. You've got Darwin Project. You've got that this new one that's coming out. What is it called? Uh, it's the post-apocalyptic one with the cars. Um, where you actually have to get gas as a resource. I can't remember the name of it. I just saw it. The what? Other yeah, it's, no, it's I haven't like, heard of it. It's this. like Mad Max PUBG. That uh, sounds fucking great. Yeah, it sounds really fun. And that's in like pre-pre-alpha. Um, yeah. So I think there's a ton of people doing it. There's a ton of room for it to grow as a franchise in and of itself. Because I don't think Battle Royale fits into a franchise. Right? It is its own. Or not a franchise. A uh, genre. Uh, sorry. Right, um, right. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's going to be many. Uh, I don't think it will have the legs to stand on if the only battle royale we see are games that are only battle royale. Right. I think we have to see it mixed in, and I guess I should kind of refine my original question. Yeah, I don't think that everyone should do it. I think that battle royale is going to be what Call of Duty: F- Modern Warfare was for multiplayer. I think as soon as uh, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, came out and kind of jumbled the cards as to, like, this is how adversarial, competitive PvP multiplayer is going to work for the future. Everyone changed things based on that. And so I don't think we're going to see a ton of straight-up Battle Royale stuff, but already what we're seeing, like, Islands of Nine and and um, Darwin Project, it's not replication it's adaptation it's right. like changing the the formula to make it interesting there's a really cool game called the hunt mm-hmm. um it's got a it's got a longer title that's ridiculous but i, the hunt, I believe the showdown niner swamp yeah. hunting creature monsters yeah so like it's a game where there's four teams of two and you're hunting creatures in like victorian era england with like like long mm-hmm. rifles and, yeah. and revolvers and there's like a boss to take out and the boss gives you stuff and like there's there's zombies shambling around and bigger enemies shambling around and like engaging in them shows your location you like people can hear you yep but you also have to win you have to kill an an, an environmental enemy and then you have to then take that key and get out with it so there's a whole dynamic of like do i fight and and win do i wait until it's low and then fight and win do i wait until someone else wins and then kill them on xfil like i think pub i think pubg i think battle royale has implications for and applications for so many different possibilities um yeah yeah i guess you see that on a super small scale right and i think this all you know if we point back and we look at you know kind of the origins of this stuff right and the armas and you know i i would argue that we saw this kind of spawn out of the need from the void that everybody thought all of a sudden we saw this rash of asymmetrical multiplayers uh games right yeah uh yeah yeah yeah. things like like that uh, evolve yeah Yeah, um which everybody was like oh my god oh my god oh god then all of a sudden it was like (laughs) 
<laughs> I was going to comment on, on, on stream, but I don't know if that would have played uh, when we get just the audio <laughs> about that. <laughs> so I'm glad you saw it in the chat. Oh, um, I did. I was like, what is that? Oh, yeah. Indomitian Sioux. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, now I lost my train of thought because we're talking about. <laughs> You're talking about. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the rise of asymmetrical. Yeah, the rise of asymmetrical, which this is very if you think about battle royale it is a very asymmetrical experience right it's not two teams on side it is you're either making the choice to jump into a very unpopulated area and hoping that you get you know the low risk high reward loot or the low risk low reward and then kind of building yourself up or you're making that choice from a gameplay mechanic to jump into that super populated area and have a good time and if you come out on top you come out on top uh, proving your uh, proving your skill. Um, I think to your point, we're going to see a lot of really cool elements, like and smaller scale experiences that are quote unquote battle royale, right? Like uh, there was another one I was watching called Portal Wars, right? Which is more of a uh, it's a smaller scale game, still kind of a battle royale mechanic, but it literally has portal mechanics. You shoot a ball over here, you shoot a ball over there, and you can w- run through them. Uh, just like you would play. Oh, any, that sounds awesome. Just like you would play in a game of Portal. Um, so I think we're going to start seeing, to your point, a lot of interesting mechanics and not copy or clone, but adaptation on a new genre that is going to continually get refined um, until we get something. Because I think you're spot on with your point about, you know, if we even think about the first person shooter genre and you think back to doom and wolf the original doom and, and wolfenstein. wolfenstein those yeah. got iterated on and then all of a sudden we had quake and then we had unreal and then it kind of went to a you know and then we had the uh the halos and the call of duties and you know the, the continual refinement and now we have okay this genre that is uh this genre that is so new uh in its and it's still very much in its infancy and there's really only two players um there is yeah PUBG. Uh, which is waning as of recent, and then there is Fortnite, um, which is yeah. uh, which is getting which is which is smartly doing <laughs> a lot of things and not getting sued anymore. Man, man, they're just iterating on top of iterating, and it's 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 interesting. And I guess that's a good way to move into, I guess, the next part of a main topic. Um, I'm just so you know, I'm not looking at notes. I'm making this up as I go, so don't yep. feel left out. Um, <laughs> I don't. I th- What's the uh, what's the best way to implement this if you're gonna do it standalone? Because obviously, if you're gonna do it in in uh, in your full size game as a mode like Call of Duty or Battlefield R, you don't have to worry about implementation like right. hardly at all because you have that install base of people playing every other mode. But if you're a PUBG or Fortnite or Islands of Nine or you know any of these ones we've mentioned that seem to be games built around this mode, mm-hmm. how do you? What's the best way to implement them? to be, I don't want to say future-proof, but to, like, A, appeal to people, and B, keep people sticking around. Um, and I guess since I've had you answer first for a while, I'll say it. my thoughts. I think, pub, like, it's hard not to bring up PUBG and Fortnite when we talk about this because they're the forerunners, right? It's the same reason, same reason Call of Duty comes up when you talk about multiplayer. Same reason Wolf. I knew you were going to say Wolfenstein and Doom when it came to FPS. Um, I... PUBG was at first the best way to do it, right? Put it out in alpha, let a bunch of people play with it, give them their, give them your, give you their feedback, iterate, try and change things and fix things as it goes. 
And for almost a year, we were like, man, this is the thing. And then Fortnite, who'd been quietly watching, released the, essentially the same thing, but they released it for free. And they have been, as everyone knows, there's no reason for me to even say this, but as everyone knows, they've been just, every 60 days, there's a new season, which comes with 60 different skins to unlock and a hundred other things to do. Now they have events happening in the world so that people can share experiences and see how things are changing as they're changing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, pub, now, God, I keep wanting to say PUBG. Now Fortnite is the way everyone's going. That's how you do it. So I think the best way to implement this is like Fortnite, honestly, because we don't have anyone doing it better. But yeah. is that realistic for companies that like um, Call of Duty or even like DICE, companies that have other games they're working on, right? Epic isn't making anything else. Well, Epic doesn't. The The advantage Epic has is, is they make the engine that everybody else uses to build their games so they have that (laughs) they have that constant revenue stream and now they have another revenue stream right um in that uh and i just want to make sure you know you guys throw out uh throw out comments in the uh in the chat here on the stream ask us questions we're uh we're going to be we'll interact with that as we uh as we keep on going through yeah Um, share your thoughts let us know uh but like i said like i was saying is is the the thing that really surprises me about Fortnite is and what everybody forgets is that game had a $60 release in a multiplayer game that was mm-hmm. out four or five I think it was six months before they even decided to do a battle royale mode yeah right there was yeah. the building mechanic and the survival mechanic and the login the- and do your quests and save the yep. world type thing save the world and then all of a sudden now everybody has completely forgotten that mode exists because nobody was <laughs> yeah. nobody was paying attention to the game until Fortnite came out. Um, and I think when we're talking about implementation, there's there's two facets, right? There is how does the game actually get built, developed, implemented? What systems are going to use? What how are you going to think about your game from a standpoint of playing? But then also, I think the other more interesting thing is is how do you get the ninjas and the drakes to co-stream and blow your game up? Because you can put a pin in the definitive moment uh, of when Fortnite became the game that everybody was talking about. And I think this, this expands way beyond the bounds of gaming. Right. Uh, And you and I have talked about this off stream off podcast is the cultural significance of a game of the battle royale genre period. I have a, a a guy up, you know. It's no longer, and this is this is. I know we're going to get into this a little bit later, um, but I have a couple of you know during the school year. I would literally stand around while I was waiting for my daughter, my son, to get out of school. For those of you also just joining, don't let this baby face fool you. This is this is a, this is a lot of years right here. Caleb's ten. <laughs> so many. Caleb's ten. All right. I'm very old. Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> um, this <laughs> I'm is ten. Been married for three years, and is, I have a year and a half old. Kid. This is almost two weeks without shaving. So those of you guys on video, it's just it's it's unreal. Anyway, uh, I'm very jealous of Caleb. Oh, I'm sorry about your beard, beard problems. I know, right? Anyway, um, back to the topic. Yeah, <laughs> you'll see it in a second. Um, <laughs> with that said, the, uh, what I was going to that is, is it's, it's really interesting to, at the beginning of the year, 
um, we would talk about, you know, everybody would ask like little random questions about what I was playing, you know, games, and we would have conversations around it. But then by the end of the year, every single dad standing around picking up their kids was playing Fortnite. Like every night, it was every day picking them up. So I think, yeah. I think Battle Royale, even though, right, it is a shooter game, it is a shooter mechanic, is the first true genre to bridge that gap of i read a, I read a uh and then i read another article bridge the gap between let me finish thoughts here before i go completely uncohesive on everybody but bridge mm-hmm. the gap between gaming and mainstream right there's been a lot of games that have had sure, mainstream yeah. success and mainstream popularity but nothing is able to do that because there's no commitment there's no i've got to sit down and i've got to do hours of grinding Right, like an MMO, right. like World of Warcraft right. had huge mainstream appeal, but ultimately, as people grew up with that game, they had to drop off. Right? Yeah, um, and 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 even PUBG on mobile was too long for me, but Fortnite is so quick. Mm-hmm. It's so quick. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy, but um, no, my final my final thought on that is is you know you get that that. that pin where drake and ninja did that stream and then all of a sudden it was all over the place Six hundred thousand viewers right? it was six hundred thousand viewers i go to the pool with my kids and there are other kids there you know 9 10 11 12 year old kids boys and girls who are pretending they're playing fortnite at the pool a guy in the World Cup a week ago did a fucking Fortnite dance after he scored a yep. goal. Uh, I, oh, that's what it was. The I read World article, Cup. I read an article today that I think it was a Red Sox pitcher um, who played, and he they, they're, they're not attributing his carpal tunnel syndrome to his fact he plays Fortnite until 2 in the morning every night. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, he, he, had a, he had an injury, but, but that's, that's what it is. Like, you've got this weird cultural phenomenon uh going on and i I, i'm not going to say that games are not a thing but going back going back to the original point about around implementation right is you have the systems and everything else but then how do you implement the strategy to get your game where you want it and is it you pay you have to have a marketing budget now to say hey shroud hey doc hey ninja dr lupo uh summit you know, pick any of your top tier, any of the top 20 streamers on Twitch. Um, yeah. You've got to be able to work. Ac- AccuLite, Average Sniper, like right. anybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, all these guys, you've got to be able to work them into. And I think I think Dice just had one of the most brilliant marketing campaigns ever with Battlefield Five last week because I did not turn their streams off when they were playing Battlefield Five. every one of them. I watched, yeah, and, I watched, and the game looks so good. It does. Uh, and I watched Octa Karma go 94 and like 10 with a sniper rifle last week Man. in one round of conquest. Man. And I'm just like, uh, and for, for those of you guys who don't know, Optic Karma is one of the, like the original, uh, call of duty guys, uh, from, OG. you know, OG. OG, um, and that whole optic clan. But it's just, it, you know, watching that, I think that's part of the implementation strategy now that you cannot ignore as a publisher is how do I visibility, visibility, how visibility. do I get that visibility? And that that yeah. I think that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother night is this phenomenon that Twitch has become and streaming in and of itself. 
jot that down. Yeah. Topic for coming up in weeks to come. Sure, yeah, streaming and what that means for games being successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I also, have, I'm, I'm recently just like as you were talking, coming to the conclusion that that I don't think anyone can be successful here on out making a straight up PUBG Fortnite style battle royale. Agreed. It, ha- it has to change. Like, and that's weird to say only a year into a game's existence, year and a half for PUBG, like the hundred people drop them down, scavenge for shit and then kill while the zone gets smaller. I think, okay, it might be able to be done one more time, but those two games hold such a high and strong position that I think everything from here on out is going to be creative and easy to enter iterations of that thing. Yeah, I think you see it a little bit, and we'll go back to Darwin Project, right? I think one of the biggest complaints is, uh, at least I play, I play. there's a guy I play the PC version of PUBG with, and he gets so annoyed whenever you drop, um, and he immediately gets killed because he doesn't find a gun, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I'd say it. That's kind of, that's the system in the game you have to learn uh, how to play, sure. right? And he feels that you should get, you, you should drop with pistol or at least a starting weapon to get you. And I think PUBG's implemented some of that stuff with like war mode um, on the PC. Right. You see, you see that um, to, to kind of satiate that. But yeah, I, I, I don't not agree. I don't disagree with you a hundred percent on your point where I think we're going to see, we're going to enter that phase of, the clone right initially right. Uh, yep. which which could and ultimately i feel hurt this genre because it is so new and there still are only two players and when i say the clone i don't mean i we're still seeing a lot of originality like isle of nine or whatever it is has um some really cool sci-fi overtones to it um and some really cool power upgrades and the mechanic in that game um darwin project i think addresses the you know kind of the survival instinct and we touched on a little bit earlier where you've got the the director mechanic that can change the course of the game in in seconds um based on the way the crowd is voting or even they could just say nope i'm gonna launch a nuke over here where these five guys are and that oh shit now i'm gonna have a nuke dropped on this zone what i gotta do um so i think yeah it's super interesting but i think we're going to see a lot more clones um, from the the lesser studios uh, and a, a rush to get a battle royale on our roster of games before we start seeing that th- before the fall happens when sure, Battlefield yeah, yeah. and Call of Duty come out. Man, Islands of Nine looks really dope. It does. You can actually see the dome that you're under. Mm-hmm. And, oh man, it's super cool. Yeah, that's. Yeah, uh, it, I may I may have to pick that up on early access. Um, next week yeah uh, it's it's super cool so yeah i mean that's what it is right that's what it has to be you have to take this thing that exists and instead of trying to copy it take the things that are good understand what people complain about and iterate Mm -hmm. and like it's weird it's weird being you know of the age of being able to think critically of these things yes i get it i'm young but like when when call of duty 4 came out i just played it Right. And now looking back, I'm like, holy shit, games are the way they are. Multiplayer is the way it is now because of that game. Right. And to be like uh, aware of it happening and watching it happen for this is really extremely cool because uh, we're having this conversation. Right. And like we can sit here and say you should include the 
the tense moments where the zone gets smaller and you're forced to fight people. Mm-hmm. We can say that you should include the dropping in and ending up in a random place, but we can also sit back and look and go, you shouldn't let this happen. You shouldn't let this happen. You know what I mean? Like we're in a place where we the gamers and, and even, even more so us streamers and, and, and journalists have an opportunity to actually impact and, and watch this thing grow from a position of, you know, being able to talk about it and inform even more people about it. And right. It's a really cool situation to be in. Yeah. I dig it. So what about, hmm, man, we, <laughs> we kind of destroyed the first two parts of this topic. Yeah, we did. Uh, so what, I don't know, man, like what, what is your ideal Royale? Because I don't think I've even found it. I, and I, I know that I, I commented on that, that Halo potential Royale that we were thinking about for a little bit. And it, I don't know if I can come up with a better one, um, but but like, what things do you want out of PUBG? Like, yeah, make PUBG, make PUBG perfect. Optimi- optimization. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's optim- get past. Let's just, get past the bugginess. <laughs> just fix the game. Um, do, and you, I th- do you think PUBG would be all you need if it was if it was if it ran as smoothly as Destiny? Yeah, it was funny. We had a. I played. Um, I played a couple of. Uh, I played a couple of matches on PC, but while I was waiting, uh, while we were waiting to get started. Uh, and one of the guys that hopped in the stream was we were actually talking about this and, you know, we were talking about the differences between, you know, I, I love and respect what Fortnite is. I dislike playing Fortnite because I am of the mindset that if I'm playing a game where I want to shoot things, that's all I want to do. I want the game to be 100% about solid gunplay. And I feel like sure. Fortnite, nothing against the game. It's phenomenal. Epic has made a winning formula in that but my in my opinion i feel like the gunplay is second fiddle to the building um if yeah and if you're not a builder right and, and if you don't know how to build in that game and you and i'm not saying i couldn't learn i've just never put in the effort um you get crushed very very quickly whereas in PUBG, i'm pretty good with the sticks i'm okay with the mouse and the keyboard so i have i feel like i have more of a success there I also, though, tend to right. lean towards the more gritty, realistic style shooters, um, the Call of Duties, the PUBGs, the Rainbow Sixes, the Ghost Recons. I think my ideal, if you know, if we had to really answer that question, I would love a Ghost Recon style PUBG game, right? Where you're Ooh, in a jungle environment, you have, uh, because it's still my multiplayer game of the last two uh, console generations was the second iteration of Ghost Recon on the 360, uh, the Future Soldier. I think that multi. I think that was Ubisoft's pinnacle. It felt it felt so much like the original SOCOM um, to yeah, me. Yeah, man, so much that it that it just it was so much fun. And yes, it was third person. There are people who argue that oh, third person's bullshit over first person. In the uh, right, there are um, there are moments I hate it. <clears throat> My voice. There are moments you hate it, but I, uh, you know, in, in in the instance of like Ghost Recon, I feel that is just the way the genre is. So calm. I feel that's the way the genre. You know, when you when you think back to the the classics that kind of started this. Um, yeah, I would love to see a a, a a a another highly kind of militarized shooter, but and maybe we're gonna get this. Ah, out of oh my god! Hell. Going down. Thank you for that raid, Celtic. I appreciate that. Hey, um, thanks a lot, man. That's dope. Uh, party of nine coming in. We're doing the uh, podcast right now for those of us just joining from Celtic Stream. 
Uh, we're talking about battle royales as the topic tonight. Um, yep, 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 yep. And uh, to my, I guess that's my left or my right on screen, my left shoulder in real life is uh, Lubwub, the uh, man behind nerdyvits.com. So I pointed the wrong way. Nope, I'm pointing the wrong way too. High five. Right oh, there. Oh. Ah, we oh. did it. <laughs> so anyway, back to it. I think, yeah, I think another highly militarized and not rings of Elysium, right? I think rings of Elysium is that copy that I'm talking about. And it does do some different things over PUBG a little bit differently. Uh, but it is, it is a PUBG clone in the way it's does. Like you could look at some of the assets in that game and it even goes, uh, and yeah. does it. Um, Oh man. So I just had a thought cause you keep bringing up a ghost recon style PUBG. What if we got a game like the hunt, but instead of hunting down like monsters, you dropped in with a tactical squad that was fully kitted, but you had to take down like a high level enemy bosses. It sounds like the about. division. It sounds like the division. Yeah, if and the I division think, doesn't do a fucking Royale mode. I'm going to be kind of mad because well, they basically have it. And I think they were very tight lipped about it. But if we want to, if we want to get into the realm of speculative speculation, right? It is very oh, much. I think that's what the dark zone should have been. And that's what they were trying to do out of it. Oh man. Right. Where you've got all of a sudden this, uh, yeah, kind of like, like evolve, but on a bigger scale. Right. Um, yeah, so now sure, all of a sudden sure. you come into the dark zone and you've got, you know, these multiple teams and there were events in the dark zone. There were the big enemies that kind of everybody focused on, but they weren't called out in any way that was meaningful. Um, and we didn't see anything yeah. about the dark zone in, uh, at E3, so hopefully we'll start to see more of it. Maybe Gamescom, Tokyo Game. They were so cagey about answering yeah, questions were. about it. They've got to be hiding something. Yeah, they're totally hiding something. And that was yeah. the, that was the weakest part of the first division, in my opinion, um, outside of the lack of content. But that's a totally we could get into that uh, all night on <laughs> expectations sure. around content. Sure, um, and I think Halo. I think Halo set the groundwork to kind of talk about it too. I mean, obviously, we're not going to hear anything about halo infinite for a while and that's why they threw a tv show at us to like here's bread and circuses the game's coming don't don't think about it um not just any tv show a spielberg spielberg produced yeah tv show yeah and rupert wyatt behind it like i'm so down let's do it good with Um, all these things but yeah it's like the the reason everyone got up in arms about halo 4 not having firefight and and then firefight showing up right away like it's one of those things where if you took firefight where you're playing PVE, but then put, you know, the eight people you're with, what if you broke that into four teams of two and you could work together and split the reward or dark zone it. And express elevator to hell. Oh my God. Down. Another raid. Thank you, Rude. Another raid. For bringing What's it up, in, baby. Guys? What's Party up, five. Guys? Welcome to the house. Uh, sitting here with uh, Lubwub talking about battle royale games. Uh, so feel free, uh, drop us questions to the chat, interact with us, let us know your thoughts. I'm talking about all things Battle Royale. Um, yeah, I think it is, yeah, I think it's super interesting. And, you know, talking about Halo, the idea that we had where it is literally, um, you're not playing as Spartans, you're playing as ODST, I think could be a super interesting mechanic and then one of you've got the flood coming in yeah you've got the flood but i think that's that's the next the next kind of big uh thing right is dying light battle royale right yeah oh my god oh my god yes yeah you've got you've got mechanics 
that have yet to be explored because of one, this, there are system limitations, right? I mean, you see the lack of optimization in PUBG. I think that's a development issue. I don't. I think you give PUBG to a game, you know, a studio like Dice or somebody like that, and we're not going to have those issues. Um, but I still think there is the room for. And what's really interesting is, and if anybody out there has played The Hunt, we brought it up a little bit ago, is that PvPVE mechanic where there is also a non-player character environmental factor that you are competing against so now you have a choice to make do i go and get the thing that i need to win or am i just going to go troll uh and kill everybody and then get the thing yeah uh which is a super interesting choice and i think you know we can see some of that in like dying light um oh and and dying light adds something dying light adds something that i think PUBG's missing and that's that and that's that like trying to egress from a position in PUBG is about as dangerous as egressing in real combat, which there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Retreating should suck. But what, um, what I think games like dying light can bring to it is like, what if egress wasn't as dangerous if you were good at it, right? Throw free running into a, a, a Royale game. That's got verticality. And like you shoot at a guy and suddenly he's fucking gone, Mm -hmm. man, that's, there's, that's the dynamic that like, that's what I love about this. This is the ability of this thing to, to adapt. I think the the, the Celtic brings up a good point. Chad is, you know, you see games and I think, um, the game that high res just put out, uh, what is it? Realm Royale. We're starting to see some of that, right? Where it is a, it is a map, right? Uh, you're picking a character class. Um, it's not as in depth as like Overwatch or Paladins, right? You're not picking that, but I think we're that's another realm that we're going to start seeing coming in battle royale games, where you're going to start seeing this kind of class based thing. And we touched on it a little bit earlier in, especially with Battlefield Five, and I think that's what you meant, Rude. Um, by that is, I think that's going to change the entire dynamic, especially if you cannot have a team, and they take kind of a, a, a MOBA approach to it. Um, or what Overwatch ended up doing, right, is you cannot have more than one medic on a team, right? Man, the idea of, yeah, one guy being able to revive and then, like, trying to find that guy and put him down first. Yep, you can only have one medic, and that changes the whole squad dynamic, too, because then all of a sudden it is, well, shit, I'm the medic, you guys watch me, right? I'm now back center where there's a guy on point and a guy on my left and right flank, Um, and I, I think that becomes super interesting, Oh, and you wouldn't even be able to do that all the time because people would then learn, like, oh, you're protecting the medic. It's the same reason we don't put, you know, commander's bars on high-ranking soldiers when they're in the battlefield. Right. You don't want them to stand out. It adds such a dynamic. And uh, Average average just asked what, what we think about the strong RPG taste Fortnite's starting to get. Um, I, man, it, adding RPG elements to a, to a, a big open shooter like this would be amazing i don't know how they could do it um and no rude boy i don't think black house 4 is gonna succeed yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna see but my opinion is still out there i think if we if you think about um yeah the, the two that the two that are coming this fall um in blackout that we, that we mode know that we yeah that of. we know of uh blackout mode and then um Oh, what did Battlefield call this? Battlefield 5. I think it, they didn't really call it anything. They just said, yes, there is a Battle Royale mode coming. It's not going to happen at launch. And then they left it at that. 
Um, but like we said earlier, they've already got it. It's just, okay, now we, instead of giving everybody a thousand tickets in conquest mode, we take the points away. Uh, we bump it up from 64 to a hundred people and go. Yeah. Battlefield, Battlefield 5's Royale mode is called <laughs> Royale. There we go. Um, with cheese. here's the thing. Here's the thing, rude boy and average. I do want to get back to seeing RPG, uh, elements in it and we, we will. Um, but rude, the reason I think Eric and I are both in agreement that, that call of duty isn't going to succeed with, with uh, Royale or not going to make one that keeps people around is, and Eric, you can disagree with this freely, as you know, but I, I, for Call of Duty to nail that, they have to change what they do so much. Mm -hmm. And Call of Duty hasn't changed in so long that like them completely reimagining their formula to make a game mode work that does not work with their current formula. Because uh, Eric, earlier you brought up kill streaks. Like, yeah, man, I, if there's kill streaks and someone, if I get killed with a fucking drone or an RC car playing. Mm -hmm. Royale, I, that that will be the last game I play. No, I think that goes back to my my argument with, uh, and not necessarily my argument, but my 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 dis my personal dislike of with Fortnite, and the reason I don't play it is that takes away from the gunplay of a Royale game, um, sure. which is where the focus should be on a shooter like that. And I think, uh, yeah, I think if we end up with Black Ops Four, and to your point, I get. All of a sudden, I get a ten kill streak or a twenty kill streak, uh, and I can't remember what the character class was called. Specialist, um, where you get the port, you get the perks, and then all of a sudden, I hit a nuke and I win. Nah, get out of here. Mm -mm. <laughs> and I don't. I mean, we're also maybe being nearsighted. I don't yeah. think they're that arrogant to just keep the kill streak no, system I, the same way. And I think, but Reed they're also arrogant. They're also arrogant. Maybe arrogant's not the right word, but I'm going to keep using it. They're also arrogant enough that they haven't changed their multiplayer they haven't needed at to. all they haven't in needed 10 to. years. Yeah, maybe that's not arrogance. Maybe that's if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? right. And um, I, I mean, I'm, I wrote an article about it. Like the, the Porsche 911 hasn't changed in 60 years because it's, a, it's an amazing car. Call of Duty hasn't changed in 20 years. Uh, it hasn't changed in 10 at least for multiplayer. Um, and they don't, they don't need to fix it. But... Um, yeah, Rude asked, but what if they do change it and say, fuck it, we change everything? What would they have to change? Okay. I'm down with this. Wait. Okay. What would they have to change, Eric? No uh, kill streaks. No yeah, kill they would streaks. have to or or they would have to create a kill streak system that worked in the battle royale setting, right? Like I don't necessarily have an issue with a UAV. I don't necessarily have an issue with um, you know, being able to fortify a position. If you look back at the trailer and you watch it, you get some instances of kind of fortifications um, in there. I think they have to be very, very careful with some of the killstreaks that they get, like, uh, what was the one where you got to actually uh, guide the missile down? Um, I can't remember the name of it, uh, but you actually got to guide the missile down on somebody. So that goes right. back to my point, is all of a sudden you've got somebody across the map who gets five or six um, uh, you get five or six of the uh, five or six kill streaks, and now all of a sudden you've got a predator missile. That's what it's called. Uh, you've got yes, a predator, predator missile uh falling down on the map on a high concentrated area, and you take out half the players. Cool. Sure. Um, yeah. I think I think they got to take that out. Um, see, this being that the Black Ops mode is called Black Out, 
Mm-hmm. And that, I guess that is enough uh, to kind of infer that it may be moving towards, you know, not having tech support or aerial support or reinforcement or loot drops or not loot drops. Um, what are those called? Um, care packages? Care packages. Yeah. Blackout makes it feel like, yeah, you're you're operating in the dark. So if they get rid of radar, which, oh, my God, they have to. If they get rid of radar and all these things, the, the perks you can get for getting, you know, multiple kills. If they did it right, and they could, if they did it right, it would be things like you get, uh, uh, not you get infrared, so you can see targets through walls, or you get a a, a grenade launcher. No, I don't like that. I don't like getting weapons for doing well. Like, I don't know. It's it's interesting, man. There's a lot of different ways that you could uh, change it up. It's just Call of Duty has to be good like Fortnite, about balancing their changes. They have to be good about realizing when things are broken and fixing them. Yeah, which... Uh, and they just haven't been tested with that before. No. I've never read an update about a Call of Duty patch that's a widespread change on damage that's done by gun type. You know, like, if you read a Destiny update, it's like, battle rifles are... Battle rifles, scout rifles are doing this, and assault rifles are doing this. You know, they change fucking so much that it's hard to follow right um and i think yeah you you get um a bunch of interesting things like that in PUBG updates you get a bunch of interesting things that in fortnite updates right fortnite i think is pretty well balanced on its guns you get the every they include them every now and then um i think going back to your comment uh celtic about fortnite is better than PUBG because of cross-platform play i think that's a huge uh, a huge thing. Oh, we, t- yeah. we, we talked about that a little bit in our E3 predictions a couple episodes ago about the prevalence of cross-platform, and I think that's a whole other topic about... Also, Sony Sony's dropping the ball on that hard Yeah, yeah I, I, don't get get, I don't want to get... Yeah, they're, Sony is making themselves look like idiots Man. right now uh, by not just... By being the guys who said... Yeah, crossplay. We got we're gonna do it. Blah 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, Microsoft came in and said, "Nope, it's cool." Oh, um, their first response to the questions was so tone deaf. Yeah. Like, we've got the best system. Why play it anywhere else? <laughs> Fuck yeah. off with that shit. No, yeah, it's um, like idiots. And then the the Minecraft commercial. I don't know if you've seen the Switch one. Oh, uh, dude, Nintendo is, and Microsoft are together. That is literally oh. Nintendo and Microsoft going, um, going. Hey, Sony. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, Celtic also brought up at the end of that comment that PUBG runs like crap on console. I will agree with that, but, and a, it's a big but. Which Still runs I'm like shit sure on PC. Does. Well, yeah, but there's no, there's not, there's not nearly the the cheating problem on console. And I know people that have played on PC, yep. like career PUBG players on PC, that think Xbox is the best way to play it because you don't have to deal with cheaters. And you don't have to deal with people having like a better rig set up than you. Every Xbox is an it's a it's a it's a, a, a set bar. Yeah, well, exactly. It's a it's a it's a pretty set bar. People that have the Xbox One X have an advantage in uh in that their their buildings loaded. <laughs> but um, you don't have to deal with cheating, aimbots, none of that shit. Yeah, I get it. You have an Xbox One X, fuck boy. Ah, yes, I do. Uh. Last Gen said no. Yeah, I mean, Sony, 
Sony says they do a lot of shit. I think I think Sony deals with a lot of. Um, they are still very much a Japanese company, and they still very much are bound to that uh, as an organization. Um, where what, Nintendo, does that, what does that mean? <laughs> well, they're very they're very traditional and very rigid in their business practices, right? It's not sure, sure. They're not. They're very slow to change. They're very like we've been doing this for years. It's not broke. Don't fix it. Where you Nintendo, still can't change your PSN name, right? It's insane. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? Let's I'm really go. glad my first PSN name ever was Hybrid Glass. Does that work that well? Yeah, because I have um, a buddy whose first name is fucking terrible because he was 13 when he made it. Got to think long way in the future. Um, no, what I was saying is, is in where Nintendo has done a great job in kind of saying, all right, we need to make some changes. We're going to stay in our lane. Uh, and I know we're getting way down in the crossplay here. Um uh yeah it's it's awful celtic like i can only play like one or two matches before i just am done uh yeah and i just added this into the added this into the chat and people listening can't hear it but uh celtic said he didn't know there's a cheating problem on pc yeah and there was literally a company that had its people arrested in china recently because they were creating cheating bots for PUBG. (laughs) unbelievable like it's it's bad yeah, there was one game I played a couple nights ago where I was across the hill from somebody and he shot me in the head. Like, zero line of sight unless he shot the bullet straight up and then it landed. Um, I was just like, oof. Yeah, um, it's bad. Anyway. Sorry, interruptions. Yeah, so I think it's interesting just to get, you know, and then I don't want to spend too much time on cross-platform, but I think it's interesting that Nintendo is taking the stance of, we're going to join this open community of gamers and let people play where they want to. Uh, and I think that's a, I think that's a topic for another time where we can drill down into that a lot. Um, yeah. Because really. even with uh, Phil Spencer's very poignant comments during E3 about we're developing a platform that's going to let you play on any device anywhere at any time, um, which mm, drool. Man, um, I won't. I was gonna buy a Switch, but if I can play my fucking Xbox on my phone, right? Mm, uh, there's no I don't reason. know. <laughs> Why? Um, well, for, I mean, for Mario for, and right Zelda. for Mario and Zelda, but I would argue that Nintendo is not too far away from saying, "Man, Xbox is making it sound like it's close." Why can't we? If why, I would play Mario with an Xbox controller, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks for sticking around, Zelda. We appreciate it, brother. Where are we? Yeah. Where are we going? Well, yeah, we 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 digressed a lot into into crossplay. We did, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, man. Call of Duty's had got their work cut out for them, and we haven't really talked about Battlefield in depth much because Battlefield's transition from large scale maps and you know sparse fighting works. Yeah, I it think just it was, works. Yeah, and I want to go back to average. You brought this up, and I don't want to ignore it, but I think. Um, in battlefield has the just going back to what caleb just said there was uh you had mentioned a little bit further up in the chat you know battlefield scenario where you get air support you get to fly a drone it doesn't make sense i think though in the battlefield world do they take vehicles and do they take the air combat out of a battle royale mode they said there's going to be vehicles right i am very interested i think that becomes your power weapon right in halo is now all of a sudden you not only is it if you can only pick one medic class which is by the way is total speculation we have no idea 
um, if you could do no, that. No, but it would, it would be dope. It would be, yeah, dope. it would be very cool. But now you have this rush of, oh, shit, we're on a map. We got to get to a vehicle depot because if we get into the air, like, for example, if uh, we have a guy that we play with named Sketch Sawyer, and uh, if I put him in the air, <laughs> right, game, game over. over. Um, you, you put, you all he does is fucking fly. All he does is fly and he gets 50 kills around, um, flying. So you put him up in the air and it's by, um, you put, and then you just, you, you, you put Caleb as, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't want to relegate you to the medic. And then you just give me a sniper rifle. Hey man, I was about Um, to say, give, give you a sniper and give me a, give me a scout rifle. Right. And Uh, we need one, we need one guy that can lay down suppressive fire yeah, everyone's game, game over um, you know it, it it's it, the 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 reason i don't think we're st- st- i i think we're spending too much time on battlefield 5 is because like you said i think they of all the games that announced they're having a battle royale mode they've already got it oh uh, and destruction of cover is the only thing i want in PUBG. yep and battlefield's gonna give me that with better mechanics and full support right uh yeah like i'm a conquest I'm a, is already I'm, there I'm sad for PUBG because when Battlefield comes out, I know I won't go back for a long time. No, yeah, and we already know that the shooting mechanic in Battlefield is hands down the absolute best um, of any of the games. Now, people will argue Call of Duty. I agree. Call of Duty is a little snappier. It's a little bit more arcadey, but I like the... I like the pan and scan methodology versus the hit scan methodology that uh, sure. that that, called, that uh, Battlefield uses versus Call of Duty. Sure. Um, and I guess moving into a, a, another topic, I really do want to get back to what Average Loser said about what we think about strong RPG taste that's coming to Fortnite and getting it mixed in with Battle Royale. Um, the second part of the question, what do you guys think the Save the World will do to the Battle Royale genre? Um, I'm not sure because no one plays Save the World anymore. Uh but here's the thing. If Fortnite was just a straight up put, just give you save the world, but put hundreds of, of little purple zombies running at you, like, that would be interesting. Right. And I think we, we already talked about it. Like that's, that's an interesting way to see uh, battle Royale's change is to add more PVE stuff in the middle of it. But how do you, do you think RPG uh, elements can fit into these large scale multiplayer style Royales? Because RPGs are like, you got to be pretty persistent with one character. So RPG in the sense, and average, just clarify. So are we talking RPG in the sense that, you know, it is like a World of Warcraft, that type of sense? Or are you talking RPG in the more MOBA sense, right? Where you drop into a game, you're playing that specific character class for that round. And that particular character class has a set of skills that you level up, right? Um, so if you think about, you know, Smite, League of Legends, any of those type of things, like I pick, you know, I'm just going to stick with Smite because I play that way more than I do League. Um, you know, if I drop in and I play my girl Bologna, um, you know, I've got her. It's, it's, it's pronounced Baloney. Okay. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It has a first I'm name. stupid. has a first name. That was a dad joke, man. Sorry. I got to, oh, you're on camera, yeah. man. Just keep, move to your right and hide behind you know that mic some more. You know what's, you know what's worse is <laughs> you gave me the second line of the dad jokes. So I know you're, I did. You're in the same fucking, in the same boat. Uh, Average clarified a little bit. He said the minute you add a class to a battle royale game, you're instantly in an RPG raid. Uh, so do you, I guess the I guess like I'm I'm reading the question because I'm thinking RPG like Witcher, 
But if you're talking like playing a role, having a specific character type that does a certain thing. Yeah, like see, that's Overwatch, how I took it. Like an Overwatch yeah, I took or it, a MOBA. I took it like I took it like Witcher. Like, how the fuck? No, that can't happen. Or, uh, but no, putting putting specific roles, having an engineer who can build fortress. cover, adding an engineer who can build cover, and adding a medic who's the only one who can. Oh my god. Yeah, I think yeah, that team, it's team awesome. Fortress stuff. Team yeah. Fortress stuff. Yeah, give me a spy that can look like, oh, or, or a camo specialist who can mm-hmm. basically make himself invisible. Right. I think it's that's a super interesting way that you and I talked about a little bit earlier before everybody joined was that's a very interesting way to say, okay, now we're taking this established genre and we're not copying, we're adapting and we're we're creating a new wrinkle in yep. the way that this happens that says, okay, now we've got solid gunplay. We've got a hundred we've got a hundred people versus a hundred people. Okay, now how do we take this and say, Oh, let's add this dynamic element of well, oh shit, there's a squad of four assault guys versus a squad of four recon guys. Well, no, now there's a, a balanced squad over here that has also entered this way. So now you've sure. got this dynamic of... Uh, and I keep... Oh, you can set up like glass cannon squads that are like two totally. snipers and a, and a support guy yep. and artillery but no medic so one guy goes down and like that's it you got you got to move on yep i think the you, you could put together you could put together hive squads that are four medics that like no one ever fucking stays down yep uh, yeah i think i think it only adds an element of strategy that we have yet to see in a royale game um you know we've got you could talk about the strategy in in, in fortnite of the build right yeah, there's a huge mechanic there and yep. the strategy of in PUBG of okay, we've got a team there. Are we going to pass them or are we going to push them? Um, but I think once you add classes into a game, that its whole sole focus is to be the last person or last squad alive, it it changes everything um, and makes it just all the more interesting for it. Yeah, absolutely. And it it I'm I'm interested because PUBG or God, I keep just wanting to say PUBG. <laughs> uh, the division has a really really good opportunity to do this right yeah because you've got classes there's not a pub oh my god see i did it again oh there's not a division that exists that's classless and uh they yeah they've got every tool already built to have good pve situations going down while you're doing pvp stuff Mm -hmm. you're i think you're absolutely right the dark zone like if they were able to throw in battle royale like we think they're going to this it would be one of those games that changes it up enough that other people go okay shit we can do it a different way yeah and i think average brings up a good point is adding those mml elements into these types of games you're going to get uh, you're going to broaden the genre you're going or broaden the appeal of the genre right i know a lot of people who just don't like shooters so they just stay away from these type of games um, and I think average, I don't know if you are a, a PC or a console player, but if you've seen realm Royale, uh, I think that's started to do that right with the forge and the skills that you get in the class based weapons. Yeah. Um, we're starting to get some of those RPG elements in there. Um, but yeah, I and think, you know uh, what? Go ahead. Sorry. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. Uh, I was going to say, you know what? I think adding these elements and, and, and things like that, uh, are what needs to happen next because it's the only thing keeping battle royale style game modes from being competitive tournament based games Mm -hmm. right you've got tournaments for all these mobas and all these 
like Overwatch, all these more strictly rule-bound games, and and battle royales are so open right now that if someone can, yeah, put in classes, and don't even make it four, make it eight, make it six, and make it three teams of six, and actually have teams, right? Then you start getting streamers and players that have positions they play, which is the first step to becoming more more syndicatable, competitive gaming mm-hmm. TV. Uh, and and if you add in environmental stuff, that I mean, just watch someone play League of Legends um, uh, in a competition. They know every corridor's name. They know positions. They know tactics. They know moves. That's what I think Battle Royale needs to get to the next stage. Yep. So give it give it characters. Give it um. Give the stages like events that happen, and even if the events aren't always the same, but they always happen in the same place, and there's like a cycle, you will have teams that will build the most you know compatible for all the challenges, and then teams that are built for specific challenges, and that's what throws in you know the situations where it's like oh they built a glass cannon squad, but they got the horde instead of the big boss. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to focus on the other team, not the horde, because they're not built for it. Right. Like, there's so many ways this thing could go, and I'm I'm super excited to see like what these games that haven't talked about it or that have like at least let us know that they're coming. I'm really excited to see what they end up doing with it. Yeah, I think I think we have seen over the last 18 months we have seen two monsters. We've seen one that was the kind of the 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 the, the what am i trying what's the word i'm looking for the the well it sounds like you're really trying to say the I'm word having though. a stroke on camera um <laughs> i'm, I'm very old the right side of your face um no you've you've got one that started as you know kind of the king and then this upstart who came in and just took it uh right out from underneath of them and granted it was PUBG's. i think they they i i'll say it and i'll say it until I'm blue in the face i think brandon whatever his face is made a mistake taking the blue hole offer and not waiting for somebody else. Brendan uh, green. Uh, Brendan green. Thank you. Uh, oh, it was, it was absolutely their game to lose. Yeah. It's, and it was their, it's their game to lose. They continue to make mistakes. The, the latest mistake being their implementation of the battle pass for the Sanook map. Um, that is going to raise a shit storm. Uh, when that map comes to console, I would be shocked if they even put it in. Um, because I've already paid twenty four ninety nine to play the game on console. I'm not paying anything else. I didn't pay for it on PC. I'm not paying for it on PC. Um, <laughs> yeah. if, if they would do what I think, um, if they would do exactly what the Darwin Project did, which I think was very slick and very smooth yep. of that developer. Dude, I, yeah, um, didn't even didn't even realize they'd changed it yep. <laughs> just because they were so slick about it. Yep. Um, you know, anybody who bought that game just got a. Uh, got the founders, so I wonder if I get that game. I wonder if I've got the founders edition on PC then. Um, Maybe. See, that's the thing. That's that's it. Like, I think if you're going to be a standalone Royale game, you've got to be free to play. Yeah, I think so. And you and you've got to you've got to monetize by making uh, things that people want to buy. Yeah, I, I know think... people that get on Fortnite because there's a skin and just buy it. Yep. They've made so much fucking money just because of their customization options. That everything like Epic could close as a studio tomorrow, and everyone that works there is leaving multimillionaires. Yeah. Well, that's also because of the engine, but. <laughs> sure, but yeah. you know what I mean. For- even Fortnite, if they stop, yeah, yeah. Even if they stop getting royalties from that, Fortnite has made them 
hundreds of millions of dollars in like in a very short amount of six time. months yeah it's absurd very it's absolutely absurd yeah they're 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 having problems laundering it all and see that's the thing like they're making all of this money and they continue to keep doing what they were doing you know yeah, what i mean it's not care. it's not like PUBG that made a shit ton of money because 30 million people started playing within the first three months and like nothing's changed mm-hmm. it's Millions of people started playing. They added a bunch no, of shit. They added, they added more grips and different sight options. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Great job, Blue Hole. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I, it's hard to talk about PUBG and not laugh. At like, What are you doing? But as I talked about a little bit earlier with a, 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 somebody who stopped by the stream is we keep playing it. Yeah, I keep going back. It's true. So <laughs> they're doing something right. No, uh, you know what it is? It's because our alternative right now is Fortnite, and right. it's too cartoony for me. Right. Right? And as soon as, like I said earlier, as soon as Battlefield comes out with something, as soon as anyone that's more hardcore shooter comes out with something that plays better than PUBG, which, let me tell you, not a high bar, I'm, I don't yeah. see PUBG sticking around in my, in my playlist. Like, I'll come back to it occasionally when a map drops, but everyone knows that the yeah, think, map drops, yeah, we've got wild. yeah, we've got Sanook coming, and this is for console. This is for console players, which Caleb uh, is. I am uh, primarily. Yeah. Primarily, um, we got Sanook we got a coming. Win- we got a winter map coming. coming, and then we've got the winter map coming um, in winter. <laughs> Not sure where I was going yep. with that one, um, <laughs> but I think by that time you're exactly right. Is is this fall when Battlefield comes out, Call of Duty comes out, and that we we haven't heard anything else about there? I would imagine we're going to hear more at Gamescom. That feels like a more suitable place for Dice to talk about um, the battle royale mode, sure. Um, sure. just because it is there in their backyard. Um, but uh, is that going to be the nail kind of in the PUBG co- final coffin um, that says, you know, you guys were great, you started the genre, but hey ship has sailed i think i yeah. think it is uh and i know you and, and I, mean, I put a lot of stock in the battlefield 5 uh one yeah, and I'm, it may I'm a come battlefield out, baby it may not come out until <laughs> four years after the game releases but yeah it'll be free oh that's true they did say it's not launching with, oh wait they didn't they didn't say it. no that was call of duty that said it wasn't launching with the game no they you said it too. royale with battlefield no no they said it on the Fuck. on the xbox stage um, I got excited. Announced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they excited. said it. The battle royale mode is coming shortly after launch. So, oh, that, that is true. They did say that. Yeah. Oh well, that's fine. I can. I'll wait, <laughs> man. Yeah. I'll wait. I, there's. I guess the last like quick thing, and you can say one sentence to tell me what you think about this. But Uh-oh. there have been rumors that PUBG, like PUBG Corp, Blue Hole, whoever's still making it with Brendan Green, that they made so much money and on a game that they had no plans of being that popular that fast that they've been building another game and that's why support for PUBG is so slow and that like they're just going to drop a fully made game that um, we haven't heard about there is the speculation that that's what Rings of Elysium actually is yeah that there's a couple of games people are like what if this is just them yeah, yeah that's, that, that, that's, that's interesting that that's what Ring of Elysium actually is is the 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 streamlined um I I I don't have any founding to that rumor I don't think and then just to so I have that's all I have to say on that is I don't think it's there sure. I think 
I think they've yeah. made so much money and now they're trying to figure out how to scale as a studio, which none of them have experience doing. Um, no. Oh, yeah, that's a, and that's, that's what sucks. that I think is the problem. Not only that, but they also have two teams which are not working in tandem with each other um, in the Xbox and the PC team. Um, and I think that's I think it's more of a, a business operations scale thing than it is a, they're trying to build a whole new game. Uh, no, I do not see think we will ever see a CS:GO battle royale. Uh, Here's the thing. I like Average's question. So last night he's arguing for this question. question. It's it's a good question. I'm just saying no, I don't think we'll ever see it. No, so Average Loser, last question of the of the night, asked, will CSGO release a battle royale mode anytime soon? I don't think Counter Strike Go does. But Valve has been acting like they're doing something again. And if a battle royale mode a game that's persistent and lasts a long time and is constantly iterated, sounds like something that's perfectly in their wheelhouse. If they made Team Fortress Royale, holy Uh, fucking shit, right? Yeah. Like, they're good at making character-based games, and the existence of Steam, if anything, is proof that they can keep something persistent long-term and add sales and things going. And if they... It's it's, it's Half-Life 4. Dude, if, <laughs> if Half-Life 3 was just it's like... Half, it's Half-Life 3. That's that's what they're uh, acting like they're doing again. Um, it or, is. Or it's another like, Steam controller. But here's... I mean, I don't think... I don't... Like, they have experience with in, uh, with uh, asymmetrical multiplayer because Turtle Rock worked for them for a long time. Yeah, I, I'm not they, disagreeing with you. I just... I Yeah, I don't think it would be... I don't think it uh, will see a CSGO. I think Counter-Strike's whole... Bread oh, yeah, it won't be it won't be counter strike is very much the fast small intimate twitch shooting uh yep. there yep. half-life battle half-life maybe um i don't think we're ever going to see half-life 3 um all, all the expectations are just too high yeah if mass be, effect fell as hard as it did imagine half-life yeah the, i don't think there would be a way uh but then again if we want to you know we're thinking about it like that right that studio is the one studio that I would literally they, they would they, they would do off. it and then they would look at everybody and go, Hey guys, we're the artists. You like it? Great. You don't kick on rocks down <laughs> on the road, guys. We don't give yeah. a shit. We're not pulling no, a bioware and changing the ending of our game into a choose your own adventure uh, story because you like it. So anyway. Uh, Alright, I digress. Yeah. I digress. No, you're good. You're good. Um so in wrapping it up, we have our little segment at the end called Bounties, where we talk about what we're doing. Um, Eric, what's your bounty for the week? What what the fuck is this game that I'm playing? Um, Android Cactus Storm. <laughs> we, we talked, was, about, uh, it. We we talked ta- about it last week. Yeah, we it talked was, about it last week. It was a Games for Gold super, game super, on Xbox. It's, super Android Cactus? Yeah, it is fucking fun. It is a twin-stick shooter. Right. Uh, very yep. simple in its construction. It has some really interesting mechanics. Assault it's, Android Cactus. Yeah, assault Android Cactus. Yeah, it's really pretty. It's got a little bit of personality. Each character has kind of their own weapon set. Um, you know, you have a main weapon and then you have a, a, a power weapon uh, that's on a cooldown. Um, you get levels up, at, you know, and it is 
a lot of fun. There's a daily quest mode. There's an infinite mode. Um, it's co-op, uh, which which I haven't tried yet, uh, but it looks fun because uh, each like I just unlocked a character class that is a she has a railgun and like whirly missiles, um, and she is obviously not meant to be played solo at all um, because you have to have somebody else out there. There's another character with a shotgun, and she shows like a plasma shield that actually like will cordon areas off of the map. Um, it is man. it is super fun, and they get all types of different power ups. Uh, that drop, but the int- most interesting thing is, is you have to keep your battery charged, and every now and then enemies will drop batteries. So that's the thing; it's not you can die an infinite amount of times in the map as long as you still have battery charge. Um, the second you run out of battery charge, then it's over. Uh, the boss fights are super hard, super challenging. Um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds dope. Did you ever play Hell Divers? I did. Uh, it it reminded me of that game. Yeah. Minus the like super hardcore yo, you can kill all your friends on accident. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was the Hell Divers was interesting like that. Oh, if it comes to Xbox, I'm gonna play the shit out of that game. Yep. Um I think <laughs> oh, Yeah, other than that, that's it. I'm uh I keep telling myself I'm gonna I, I'm gonna get back into Smite. Um and then I look at it and I go, I really don't want to go learn the new meta. <laughs> um, yeah. That seems like a thing. Uh, I keep staring at near, um, and wanting to make, yeah. make wanting to make the purchase, uh, and then yeah, I realize man. I've already played it. Uh, also, it's like a it's like a hundred dollar or hundred dollar. It's like a hundred hour, yeah, investment if you want to get all of the story. Yep, you gotta and play then, through it a couple times, and then uh, and then I realized that you know it's six weeks until we hit the first game uh that i'm gonna buy uh for the fall which is code vein um because you give me an anime android vampire dark soul game i'm in um just <laughs> game on uh, yeah and as if anybody needed to hear you say that yeah and then it is uh and then we go into the rest of the fall uh and then it's just uh, you know picking and choosing what i want to buy um Oh man, Red Dead Redemption. Oh yeah, that, that's a that's oh, a, that's, man. A, that's a, of course game, and then having time to fit in um, the purchases versus what's on Game Pass. Um, yep. Yep. Forza Horizons our next big yeah triple A size title on that yep. right. Yeah, I think Forza Horizon is going to be yeah. I mean, I know we're going to put hours on that one. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, what about you? Yeah. Well, I've actually been, I haven't been playing anything new, um, which is kind of sad, but I'm also just like trying to get through stuff I didn't finish. So I started Witcher, finally. I started it on PS4 for a bit and didn't, it wasn't able to get into it because of my job at the time, but I'm actually digging into it so I can get through it because, you know, it's one of the best RPGs made, um, especially this generation, and I, I haven't experienced it. Um, but I'm also going back and doing all the DLC for Watch Dogs 2 because that game was bananas good mm-hmm. and i didn't uh stick around to do the dlc which apparently was really good so i'm having a lot of fun with that um i got into watchdogs the other day and there's like a whole playlist by um oh my god Herm- Hermit? nope i can't remember the artist that sucks there's an entire playlist by an artist i really like in the electronic scene that they just added for for shit's sake mm-hmm. uh and it's really fun driving around san francisco listening to dope music yep um 
other than that, I'm still playing in Assassin's Creed Chronicles and digging through that. The game's not great. Uh, I'll say that out front. The cutscenes look like they're made by the intern, but um, <laughs> I like side-scrolling. I like side-scrolling stealth games. There's not enough of them. I want more. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's about it. My 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 playing has been mostly PUBG and Rocket League because the Rocket League events just just ended. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that. uh that's all we got, guys. Thanks so much, man. Twenty of you are here hanging out, and it's awesome. Uh, so thanks for that. Thanks for all the fucking questions. You guys have been really sweet. Um, we're gonna be back next week, Thursday, nine o'clock. I promise you, we will be punctual this next time. We don't have a topic picked yet. Obviously, we don't have a question that we're leading into, but there have been a lot of things brought up now, and we will talk about them, I'm sure, in the next few days. Uh, we'll let you know ahead of time so you know what you're getting yourselves in for. Um, but, yeah, if you uh, if you want to listen to this because you just showed up and you're a little bit late, uh, I will post it as soon as I can, um, most likely tomorrow. And uh, you can catch us again next Thursday. Eric, how can people find you? Hybrid Glass. <laughs> everywhere uh i stream nightly on twitch <laughs> under the uh house of glass uh moniker up here uh twitch.tv slash hybrid glass is the name um shahabran what's up it's an emergency go someone said wait it's an emergency we're stopping we're stopping yep. while you're getting your emergency in i'm gonna say um yeah yeah continue don't just hi- yeah don't hybrid, just stop. <laughs> hybrid glass love you too shahabran shahabran thank you um I am uh, everywhere uh, on that. Celestial Ken, thank you for that host as uh, well. Thank you for the follows and the raids and all the love tonight in the house. Um, this has been phenomenal. Uh, back to you there, yeah. my friend. The, Shana Brand just wanted to say I love you. That's the sweetest thing. Love you too. Thanks so much. That's probably directed at Eric, so I'll let him have it. But if you meant it for no me way. too, I appreciate it. No way. You've got the beautiful beard. <laughs> oh, it's... That I couldn't grow. Leonidas. That, that, yeah, yeah well, that I you know. could grow. We will absolutely share the love. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Uh, you can find me everywhere at uh, L-U-B, W-U-B. Yes, it sounds like dubstep. That may have been what kind of inspired it, but don't tell anybody. Uh, you can find me that way on PlayStation, Xbox, Instagram, Twitter. Mm, I think that's it. I'm not Lovewub on Facebook. Don't look for me on Facebook. I'm not there. But yeah. Love Wub, me, Hybrid Glass, him. We'll be back next Thursday. Thanks so much. And uh, can't wait to talk to you again. Rock and roll. Later, guys.